Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. I, of course, am Derek Montilla, officially known as your mayor of PHNX, occasionally known as the mayor of Christmastown. And I am excited to once again be joined by somebody that isn't Jesse. I'm excited to potentially be replacing my vice mayor once again. And I'm joined by the one and only VP of content around these parts. It's Espo. Espo, thank you so much for joining me, man. It is vice mayor when I'm here. That's not right. VP that's right. Interim vice mayor, uh, Greg Esposito. Thank you so much. And, and, and by the way, uh, if you're watching on video, this here, not my name. It's our producer, Leah Merrill. <laughs> Her name is showing up and, there for some reason. So. All right. Well, I'm joined by Leah, and I'm excited uh, to just let you guys that know. Clear. Yeah, just wanted that clear. Yeah, just clarifying that. But this show is brought to you, of course, by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. And for betting $5 on any NBA team to win, you will win $150 in free bets should they do that thing, should they win their game and be victorious. So get some extra jingle in your pocket this holiday season with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, Espo, I'm so happy to have you here. I'm excited to pick your brain a bit because I have been in the full-on holiday spirit. I have been making Puerto Rican eggnog. I have been wrapping uh, pictures on my wall to look like Christmas presents. I am fully on board with this time of the year. Uh, and I, and I just want to ask, I mean, do you have any, uh, holiday traditions around your house that are a little bit, uh, I guess less, less known or, or something maybe personal for you guys? Less, less known. Uh, we do an Italian, uh, like breakfast bread called Casadil, which is oh. a, a sweet bread with cinnamon through the middle, uh, that we do uh, every Christmas and Easter. So nice, that's a, nice. a family tradition. Uh, you I, get... I love that, by the way, because that is like the perfect meal so that everybody can just enjoy it instead of having somebody cook. I know I have gotten stuck with the cooking duties before, and you kind of feel like you miss being there at the table with everybody sometimes when you're when you're playing chef. Yeah, that that cooking happens uh, usually the night before in a panic uh, by somebody. <laughs> Not me. I don't bake. I just eat, as you can see if you're watching the uh, the video version of this. But yeah, uh, it's it's a fun tradition. My grandfather, uh, well, I, he it was handed down to him, but he started it in uh, in our portion of the family. So it's a nice way to kind of stay in touch with our Italian roots, and then. My wife, who uh, who is an Italian, she does a breakfast casserole. That's uh, kind of her family tradition. Those so those are uh, 
two of my favorite things at the holiday. I like I like the food around the holidays. I love it. I what, love what is Puerto Rican eggnog, by the way. So it's it's called coquito, right? And so it's not that different from regular eggnog, but the it's made with a lot of like super sweet milk, like condensed milk okay. and evaporated milk, right? Um, but the the main the the main difference is the use of coconut milk and rum. Um, you know, like I specifically use uh, Malibu coconut rum, even though it's not Puerto Rican, and a lot of my traditional <laughs> Puerto Rican friends and family members would totally flame me for using it. But I uh, I just like the taste of it. It's a smoother rum, and it it adds that coconut flavor to it. But really, it's just it's got that little taste of almost like a pina colada a little yeah. bit to your traditional eggnog. And uh, I just, just assumed it. it was from the Malibu section of Puerto Rico when you Correct. get the Malibu rum. Yeah, so. that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, and I mean, they're, they're very big on like Bacardi and such. My dad took me to the Bacardi factory when I was way too young to enjoy it. Um, but I, I I would love to go back one day as an adult. I, I don't know. It's like we've been developing slowly our own traditions. I think like mm -hmm. I feel like the the cust the the customary like ride around the neighborhood to look at other Christmas lights and stuff yep. has has grown into it. But uh, I think the biggest part is Christmas movies, which we're absolutely going to talk about later. Have have just become part of our our tradition. I you know used to mock the all day running of a Christmas <laughs> story. Uh, but now I, I I don't know what to do without it. Sometimes when they don't have these ridiculous marathons, while they where they play Elf for two days straight, um, <laughs> you know, I'm just totally on board to leave or, it running in the background. Or Christmas music starting at 99.9 in August. That's you right. Know, what, <laughs> whatever it takes. Our man Brandon Buckingham says the only answer to best Christmas movie: Die Hard. And yes, sir, we will get to that. We can't we'll, talk about it yet. We can't talk about it yet. We'll get to <laughs> it. But what we do have to talk about actually is a bit of funny uh, baseball news. Uh, and this one kind of just kind of pokes fun a little bit at one of our least favorite umpires in baseball, <laughs> Angel Hernandez. A uh, video came out uh, <laughs> this weekend or yesterday of a uh, uh, umpire named Humberto Size of the Mexican Pacific League. Uh, basically, uh, he was acting what you could say was erratically while on duty at first base. And by erratically, we mean stumbling all over the place and flipping off fans randomly uh, in several videos. Several fans caught videos of him flipping the audience off. Um, apparently, he was removed from the game because of the rest of the officiating crew determined that he was drunk. Uh, so and when, when I Puerto said Rican eggnog, Puerto Rican eggnog, <laughs> having a little bit too much fun before the game. That's the way that's the way that happens, right? It sneaks up on you. You're having a good time. You think you're just going to have one glass. Next thing you're four deep and you have no idea that I put a whole handle in it. But uh, this was just very funny to me because not, not only was this man exhibiting the exact type of behaviors a drunk person who was officiating or umpiring a baseball game would exhibit. But people immediately took to comparing him to Angel Hernandez. And that is hilarious to me. Yes, he might have looked a little bit like Angel Hernandez. But the bigger <laughs> thing that people were making the comparison is that uh, he, he had the same ability to make calls accurately in this condition <laughs> that Angel Hernandez normally does. And I just have to ask. I mean, I think every sport has this, right? Like, we have this hatred of Scott Foster when it comes to Chris Paul games. Like, it's just weird for an umpire to have such a bad reputation that the minute something like this happens, people are like, Angel Hernandez! <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. That's the great thing about sports is there's these universal 
touch points, right? Yes, you make yes. that joke and everybody goes, yeah, yeah, I get it. Angel Hernandez. Yep. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> and like universally, if you've watched baseball, you get the joke, you're in on it. And that's sports can do that. Unlike anything else in this world, maybe movies to a certain extent, uh, but you know, sports can have that universal just tie-in where everybody is in is on the same page everybody's speaking uh the same language universally i love it and and the bigger thing there too it's again it's kind of like the how how fast everybody in the phoenix suns community got to know scott foster yeah it does it it instantly becomes like a meme that people recognize it becomes that thing that people are like oh yeah that guy sucks you know but it's also (laughs) kind of weird to me right because in any other profession if you were widely known for being bad at it as some people are you know you you might not be doing it at that high of level that some of these guys have consistently done it as and it's not to knock them because in some cases you know guys just get a bad reputation when they're not necessarily bad at their jobs right like the foster situation for us was more directly connected to chris paul he's bad at his job he's bad at his job yeah let's let's get to that (laughs) look to me it's words on this show yeah it sounds like this guy also had a bit of leslie nielsen from naked gun in him remember (laughs) when he's the umpire uh in that game because there's like a bomb threat or something yes and he's making ridiculous calls and uh showboating and stuff Uh, i feel like there's a little of that flair in this too it's showmanship. It's showmanship. Yes. I, I I particularly like that they had to have like the it, what appears like security come out to help remove him because after having a long talk at first base with one of the other members of the officiating crew, uh, it was apparent he was not going to go down without a fight. And much like a pitcher that doesn't want to leave the game, I also love that that altercation. I love anytime someone doesn't want to come out of a game and we get to see a giant tantrum being thrown by adults that make millions of dollars. But explain to me, I, these guys have to, like in most baseball umpires have like a dressing room, right? Where they all get, you know, kind of their locker room, right? Sure. None yeah. of them noticed this guy was drunk before they went on the field. What is his <laughs> conduct usually like that nobody went, this guy's <laughs> drunk. We shouldn't let him go be the be the first base umpire. Something's wrong here. Yeah, that's a good point. Like nobody's like, but maybe, maybe that's the problem. Maybe like, hey. Do you notice Humberto's acting a little weirder than he normally does? <laughs> nah, man. Monday he was like throwing balls and shit and just yelling <laughs> erratically in the hallway. I don't know. That's a weird dude, you know. We we drew the line at he flipped him off three yes, times yeah. instead of his usual two. Like it just Look, it normally bizarre. normally he flips the crowd off for a good reason. All right, tonight he was just <laughs> randomly targeting fans that didn't deserve <laughs> to be flipped off. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what exactly uh where i wonder where the red flags really started right like i wonder if they did know and they're like well let's see maybe he sobers up let's give him some coffee and some water or they thought man this will be entertaining yeah that too that too uh and they weren't wrong they weren't wrong about that but uh again i know we have um some definite snake drafting to do but before we get to that i want to remind you guys all go over the DraftKings sportsbook app like i said use our code of phnx and simply for betting one dollar on any nfl team any nba team to win uh, i'm sorry not one dollar five dollars you will get 150 dollars in free bets should they win so not only will you get your money uh you will also get 
that $150 in free bets instantly. Uh, and just a reminder that uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can get your same game parlay on. Uh, of course, like I said, I am not uh, I am not claiming any nicknames at all until I get back on the winning train with my betting. But uh, again, Patrick Lyons, he is Big Papa Parlay, and uh, he'll <laughs> he'll give you some good parlays over at the DNVR. But uh, get on the same game parlay train. Uh, the more legs you add, the more money you can win. Uh, the bigger the payout, it, and you can get multiple games. You can get multiple sports, whatever you want to do over at the, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Remember that it's safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your funds whenever you want. And that code again to get that $150 in free bets for betting $5 on any team to win was PHNX. 21 and over only. Gambling problem? Dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. You know my parlay story? Let's hear it. Well, let, first of all, for those of you that might not follow Espo's betting uh, and gambling, uh, you know, uh, es 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 escalades or whatever you want to call it, excuse me, uh, you you have been betting quite a bit on Jay Crowder to score the first field goal in Phoenix Suns games, and you have had quite a bit of success at doing so. It's pretty much solely betting on that. And I started betting like 100 bones on it because I was like, yeah, I'm feeling a little saucy. There's good good odds here. It started like I think it was plus 1,400, right? Yeah. And and so I just kept hitting on it. I think in the last 15 games, he's hit like seven times on it. And uh, last game, I same game parlayed it with him hitting the first shot and the Suns winning against Charlotte uh, for plus 1,700. One seventeen hundred bucks. Good lord! Good lord! <laughs> My taxes are gonna hate Jay Crowder. <laughs> is what I'm uh, what I'm saying here. It's this is bad, gonna be unique. That's not, that's not a bad problem to have. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is when you didn't realize taxes come out of it until you hit big a bunch. You went, oh crap! Well, that's not good. Why do Why do they want to send me a W nine? What yeah. is that about? What? Yeah. This isn't yeah. like when it used to be under the table with my friends. <laughs> this sucks. No, it, I'm uh, I, I'm excited. Crowder's Cash Club. Um, I'm in again tonight. They play at eight o'clock. Uh, we're recording. What is it? Tuesday night. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, yeah, they play again tonight, Tuesday night at eight. And I got Crowder's Cash Club riding it yet again. So that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, and <laughs> you know, we don't know still what's going to happen with the NBA. Obviously, the NHL has taken a pause. Uh, MLB is paused for Lord knows how long, but uh, with the Omicron variant running rampant, it hey, seems let, like they well, aren't 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 uh, aren't messing around with this again. Well, let's uh, let's not act like MLB is altruistically not uh, playing <laughs> for a while. That's yeah, yeah, that's look, a lockout. That's not look, a pandemic. Look, all right. Look, look, we don't need to negotiate during a pandemic. They <laughs> might go off and get each other sick. Who knows? During the we, holiday season, we don't want that happening. We don't negotiate uh, with terrorists, as in we don't negotiate with COVID. All right, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I it just didn't want to, I didn't want you to act like Major League Baseball isn't playing for a good reason. Yeah, we we don't forget it's lockout season around here. It's lockout <laughs> season all the time. Uh, but speaking of which, it's time for us to move on to another one of my favorite segments on the show, which we love call we love to call snake drafting. Uh, yes, we are going to do a little bit of snake drafting today because Espo and I, I, I brought Espo in specifically because I needed someone with pop culture knowledge here. I needed someone that could take the ball and run with it, uh, grab the brass ring, if you will, when it came to today's topic, which we are going to draft, snake draft, the best Christmas movies 
best Christmas movies of all time. And I know I have a lot of them. Again, I started talking about it at the top of the show, but man, I will say 100% the Christmas movies, uh, despite the fact that I don't like to watch them, just like Christmas music, I don't like to watch them any other time. But when it comes to the end of Thanksgiving and up until New Year's, I'm all about the music. I'm all about the movies. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I just can't get enough of it. I really enjoy full and getting, fully getting into this time of year. Can we be very clear, though? You, you call me in be, because of my knowledge, but you call me in about 45 minutes before the show. Yeah. So the research, correct. research not there. Yeah. I have I have a list that I'm trying to scramble through to, to get my drafting strategy. I see how you do this. It was on You're purpose. Like, the, the mayor wants to win, so the mayor is going to throw some roadblocks in his guest's way. I see no, how. You're absolutely right. Um, I do this with my friends when we draft, uh, like our fantasy football teams. If I'm the commissioner, I wait till the last minute to drop you, to you when we're going to draft. Sometimes, I, I don't know, sometimes it's going to be at the start of August. Sometimes it'll be the day before kickoff. Who knows? I like to mix it up and keep people on their toes. I love this idea of Russian roulette drafting. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. literally, it should, you should find out five minutes before before a draft and really make it interesting as to, uh, you know, how to, how to run a fantasy or a snake drafting uh, thing. Five minutes before, it just gets dropped on yeah, the participants. You, you, don't, you don't know what the topic is until five minutes before. Yes. No prep time, only going <laughs> off the top of your head. For this, though, for this, I'm going to step aside and I'm going to allow you to have the number one pick in our snake Ooh. draft. I know that's very nice of me to do that. So uh, what we're going to do here is we're going to draft six movies each and we'll throw it out on Twitter afterwards and see what people think. We'll see if we can maybe get a little vote on and see who decides which uh, which, who's, whose movie drafting team is better. But I will step aside and give you the first pick. Well, you're in luck on the fan voting because... I'm convinced 95% of people hate follow me because anytime mm -hmm. I'm involved in mm -hmm. one of these, uh, one of these votes, mm -hmm. I finish dead last. And, uh, and that's with sharing it with my, with my social following. So you are in luck tonight, but I am going to piss you off with this first pick. I know you with are. the first pick in the Christmas movie snake draft. I am taking die hard because ah! die hard is a freaking Christmas movie. And it's the one I watch every year. So yippee-i-k-a, motherfucker. I'm taking Die Hard. Oh, man. That was a dark horse, I admit. I wasn't going to take it first overall, and I know why you did. I understand. Again, going back to the comments, it was the only movie that someone's brought up. Uh, and I'm sure you already have Brandon Buckingham's vote as to <laughs> the best answer. Uh, I am going to go uh, – This I'm going to go in this draft with my heart more than any other logical – kind of uh influence here i'm not going to go with what might be popular i'm not going to go with what people might love themselves i'm going to go with what i love so for my number one pick i'm going with national lampoon's christmas vacation oh this movie sucks why does this movie suck i re ironically enough i rewatched it last night Okay. Uh, not knowing this, my wife just said, I've never seen Christmas Vacation. Whoa. I said, let's watch it. Okay. I, because she's from Chicago, even. She hadn't yeah. seen it. I said, let's watch it. Because 
I have been on this hill for a while, but I said, you know, admittedly, I haven't seen this move in a while. Maybe I'm just wrong. No, it sucks. Chevy Chase's uh, humor has uh, has aged very, very poorly. And this is not a John Hughes thing because I love most other John Hughes movies. But sure. Chevy Chase, especially that scene where he's at the department store looking for underwear for his wife, has aged horribly. Yeah. It screams me too in every possible way. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, the acting is just cheesy. I, it, I, I just, I did not find it funny at all. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I find it hilarious. I think the thing for me is that when I was younger, I did not like this movie. I did not like Clark Griswold. I found him to be, you know, uh, the obnoxious, bumbling dad. And I it just wasn't a trope I was very into when I was a kid. And that hasn't changed. Like, I don't like, uh, like Ben Stiller in Meet the Parents. That entire film just frustrates and drives me nuts, right? Because it's just one slapstick series of unfortunate events after the next for this poor guy. And after a while, I'm just, I just check out, right? I think with me, with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, is I became Clark Griswold, right? And so, yes, there are parts of it, like you said, that don't age well, and I'm, I can't justify or, or you know, uh, defend them at all. Uh, but there's just so many parts of this movie that just absolutely crack me up, and I think they started to make me laugh once I made that association that I have become the dad, right? Like I had those moments where I find my daughter's pictures or my like pictures from my past when I celebrated Christmas, like my parents were big on, you know, recording with the VHS camera, mm -hmm. every Christmas function we had and such. So I, I do the wrapped in a towel teary eyed moment in the attic quite a bit this during this time of the year. You know? I, connect, I, think I connected with that. Like the, the funny thing is I connected with the, the heartwarming moment or the, sure. the feeling of, of the dad yeah. I just didn't connect with the humor. Like when yeah. he when he goes to the forest with the family and forgets the saw first off. So I don't know how they rip this out. But the the kids in the family go, I think this is too big for the house, Dad. And he's like, No. And then they bring it in the house. And yeah, of course it's too big for the house. Like yeah. I just I well, when, just they, when they pan back and the tree's like 40 feet tall, it's obviously too big for the house. That's, yeah. well, that's the joke. That's the joke. We know it's too big for the house. Ah. All right. So I'm going to move on because there's no convincing you on this, but <laughs> I am going to go with my next movie, uh, Brown Robin style. I'm taking Elf. And That's a good pick. I can't argue with Elf at all. That's a all, fantastic pick. Elf, I think, is, for me, the perfect Christmas movie. I think that if you're not big into Christmas movies, you can enjoy Elf. I think if you're an adult, if you're a kid, it doesn't matter, right? Uh, I did have <laughs> I did have this movie ruined for me just a little bit by talking to some of the players who interacted with Will Ferrell on the day where he came to all the spring training facilities and did the bit where he was uh, being picked up by all the teams because apparently he wasn't very nice to a lot of people. Uh, I, I, I can't say anything to that because I didn't interact with him personally and everything I saw him doing was pretty funny, but uh, I also understand how... Uh, you know, as a as a player, you could be excited for a celebrity to come through like that and, you know, have it disappoint you a little bit. I just love this movie. I love his performance in it. I really love watching um, the movies that made us documentary that kind of breaks down uh, how they did a lot of the forced perspective stuff and things like yeah. that in the movie, because 
honestly, I didn't pick that up at all watching it through the first couple of times. So I thought it was pretty neat to uh, find out how they made a lot of that stuff. I just, I love all the callbacks to old movies and specials, Every, everything about it's good. And it's still a bit cheesy and hokey at the end, which is something I feel like every Christmas movie yeah. still needs to be. I loved uh, a few, Zoe Deschanel's performance is underrated in that movie. Absolutely. She's Absolutely. fantastic. James Caan as the dad, like this, this Sonny Corleone. All right. This, this guy that's known <laughs> for all these other things playing the, the book editor dad was, it was fantastic. And then shout out to Bob Newhart as the, uh, oh, uh, as the head elf, like yeah. just, just a, a fantastic Christmas movie. I cannot, uh, I cannot deny that one. I'll, I'll give you that. I also, I also love Faison Love as the Gimbal's manager where he yes. comes in and he's like, hey, they must have sent some people in. We need to stick together. Like that, <laughs> that, all, all, the, all the parts of that movie cracked me up. But man, Will Ferrell's just um, absolutely childlike portrayal of this character is, it, it was the perfect role for him. It was the well, perfect role for him. Sorry. One of the last really good Will Ferrell movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, things got bad after that. <laughs> All right, you go ahead. You got two choices. I'm going to take, I have to go with a classic here. Okay. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's spectacular. There's a reason that decades after it was made, it's still beloved, still shown. Uh, it holds up pretty well. It is dark uh, when you really consider it. Sure. But so is life. So I don't mind. I don't mind that. You're right. Uh, You're right about that. So I I have to go with it. You know, it's it's just it's such a good movie. It's long. I mean, it's really long, but it's yeah. such a such a good movie that uh, it's one of those you can watch at any point in it if you've seen it. You know, at least one time before and get sucked right into it, which is is a key for me for a classic movie as well. So it's a wonderful life is my second pick. There you go. All right, what's your third pick? whips back around it stays with me this one is going to be a little off the board somebody may g give me a side eye but i'm going with trading spaces oh my or, god me, trading places oh, trading spaces is the yeah, really the, bad tv <laughs> show, show. I trading meant, places is the uh, is the good eddie movie uh, eddie murphy dan Aykroyd movie uh that uh, that is uh, a a christmas movie if if die hard falls in there it's definitely uh trading places is a christmas movie for sure i agree i agree yeah there's look uh, I, you want to argue about it but the fact is the fact uh die hard trading spaces trading places excuse me you got me doing it now gremlins <laughs> these are all christmas movies whether you want to admit it or not yes some of them uh just take place during christmas it doesn't matter it makes it a christmas movie um mm -hmm. my my next pick is probably in in all honesty my favorite right now uh but i knew it wasn't going to go very high so i waited to take it at number three uh it is dr seuss's the grinch but i'm going to be very specific here i'm talking about the uh illumination version of dr seuss's the grinch which would be the most recent one uh it came out in 2018 it has an incredible cast uh, Benedict Cumberbatch plays the Grinch, uh, and he is awesome. Uh, but uh, Kenan Thompson plays a character in the movie called Bomb <laughs> that just cracks me up. He's amazing. Uh, Angela Lansbury's in it. It's just, it's such a better version of the Grinch than any other version. 
I, I feel like we have watched the other versions quite a bit because my daughter likes the Grinch. Uh, she is not a fan of the Jim Carrey one. She thinks that one is creepy and weird. Uh, and also, it, it's weird because the Grinch is a really short story. So it's the way that they expand these movies into being yeah. longer. Sometimes the expansion doesn't make a lot of sense. Sometimes the ending, especially for the Grinch, kind of gets muddied and there's not a real like lesson learned or anything, you know? And I felt like this movie kind of nailed it, right? Like at the end, it was like, uh, after all was said and done, no matter what a piece of crap the Grinch was, you know, <laughs> the town folk were still going to come and, you know, invite him. And I, I don't know, I, I've talked to people who apparently don't think very highly of this movie or were kind of like, eh, whatever. But there was just something about it um, that I really enjoyed it. And I mean, The Grinch is a classic story, but uh, I think the thing that won me over in this one is his dog, Max. Uh, they they kind of make Max the star of the film a bit, which they did also in the Jim Carrey version. But I don't know. I just love The Grinch. And uh, that's, that's, that's my pick. That's my third pick. I got to get a cartoon on there. I, I have not seen that version. So... In honor of you it picking it, I will Please. go check it out this Please. holiday season. I need your I need your thoughts on it. I, I will. Um, and also, I need your guys' thoughts on our on our stuff over at gophnx.com. If you're not already a member, go sign up to become a member. You can get an annual membership, uh, and you will get a free T-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. I literally have stacks and stacks and stacks of them behind me. I'm starting my own retail store over here <laughs> at my house. Um, but love yeah, it. You guys can go to uh, go the PHNX Locker and find yourself a shirt. If you get that annual membership, you'll get yourself a free shirt. Uh, and also, if you don't feel like signing up for the annual membership, we offer you the first month for just 50 cents when you go to the month-to-month -month option. And, and remember, you can get in on our members-only Discord. Uh, we have members-only discounts over at that PHNX Locker. And we have all of our wonderful writing uh, on the website that you can go read right now. Lots of coverage right now on, on the hockey situation with the Coyotes and the NHL taking that pause. Lots of coverage of Booker coming back for the Phoenix Suns. And of course, what the hell is going on with the Arizona Cardinals? So go check all of that out over at gophnx.com and, and become a member. And uh, We're going to move on here. We got two, three more rounds to go. Um, and I'm going to go with my next pick in this entire uh, situation. And I look, Christmas movies uh, are what they are. And I know this one, again, you talk about one's not aging very well. And I know a lot of people uh, feel all sorts of ways, but I'm going with a Christmas story. Okay. I still love a Christmas story. Uh, and I, I, I feel like the farther and farther away we get from this movie and when it, you know, what it's about, right. Like from about the forties, like the less you can relate to this movie at all in any way, shape or form. But I think, I think uh, for those of us that grew up in the eighties, not only does this film kind of hold a special place in our heart, but uh, we also all remember that highly coveted, Christmas item, no matter what it was, <laughs> and whether it was too dangerous, which happened a lot when I was a kid, or um, you know, too expensive. Those were the things. Those were the two reasons why you never got it. So this uh, this movie has always uh, hit home with me, and I, I don't know. Again, it's it's one of those films that I could just leave on in the background and watch all day, and like watch it, but only catch specific parts sporadically throughout the day, and still piece together a whole watching of the movie. Ralphie, you'll shoot your eye you'll out. Shoot your eye out. Look, look, it's that. It's the uh, getting kicked down the slide when he, yes. when he goes to see Santa. <laughs> yeah. The tongue stuck to the pole. Yeah. The but, lamp but, that his dad gets. Like, there's so many moments in this that that even if even if you don't fully know the movie, you know something from that movie. That's a great point because so many other 
so many other TV shows and films borrow scenes from it or pay tribute to it. Not to mention the fact that like the mean like department store Santa that was obviously not Santa. Like that's a <laughs> trope that we have in holiday movies now, like forever. But I that's like the first time I remember really seeing it where he was like like a bad guy, you know, yeah. like like mean. I, I right. agree. I, I I think that one will always be in the discussion when you have this kind of topic of even when we're old and our kids are, are doing stuff like this, yeah, it's I think like, that movie will still be in the discussion. It's like a wonderful life, right? It's there's yeah. few movies I think that are going to carry on with time, but they, they will. The one thing I really like about a wonderful life is they keep remastering it. So like yeah. I was watching it on my, you know, 4k TV the other day and it looked amazing and movies that were shot in 2000. Meanwhile, look like shit. Compared to how good a wonderful life looks, because they don't they don't remaster, remaster that uh, that crap that you were watching from the early two thousands. Oh man, they want to remaster the classics. I'm gonna say the, the Harry the first Harry Potter movie when you have a really high definition TV looks awful. It looks awful. Like the the le- it's it takes such a big leap from the first movie to the second movie. I have no idea what they were filming on. They might have been filming on like someone's camera back then, for all I know, <laughs> because it looks shitty. But Anyway, that's what happens when you get really nice TVs. I can't believe that this movie is still on the board. Let's hear it. I thought for sure this would be gone by the time I got to my third pick. But it's Home Alone. Home Alone is a freaking classic. Yeah, Home Alone is a classic. It's like, for me, an 80s kid, early 90s kid, that's the quintessential Christmas movie. That is our generation's uh, version uh, of this discussion. And the fact that it sat there for as long as it did is, is surprising it's, to me. So it, uh, I, it is a Christmas movie and I don't even, it's not even up for debate. I'm not going to say no. it is, but I think with home alone, the story kind of is what the movie is about. So it's a little easy to forget. It's a Christmas movie because you just think of the robbery and the kid being at home alone and all of that. Right. But man, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed this movie when I was a kid. I think I talked about it one time on this podcast before, but like we went into a completely packed crowded theater to see it on like opening weekend and sat in like the third row and totally had the like looking up at the screen, (laughs) you know, could barely see anything. And uh, it was around the time where I first started going to movies with friends by ourselves, where our parents didn't come with us. They would drop us off at the movie theater and then come pick us up when it was done. And man, like me and two of my buddies, we laughed from the time that that movie started until the end, like tears in our eyes, jaws hurt the whole bit because it was just so funny to us. And I mean, we were right in the demographic for that movie, but I also remember it, you know, the, the one classic thing I think about movies that, like you really grab onto is if you watch them, sometimes they're a little bit too old for you to watch. And it's not to say home alone was, but it was, just, it just had that, that John had that Hughes edge. edge. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and Joe Pesci plays such a good villain in that. Like when he's dressed as a cop, asking him about those <laughs> yes, yes, plans, yeah. and he smiles at, yeah. uh, at him that, that in and of itself is like, such a good scene this is another movie where there's so many little parts that that get referenced still so home alone uh, is is my third pick and then i'm i'm gonna go with it i don't know that anybody else will agree with me but the movie the family man 
from early 2000, Nick Cage. Oh, that's it's a kind, great movie. That's a kind of like movie. an It's a Wonderful Life, uh, but set in modern times where he's a high-powered businessman, single guy, winds up uh, in this alternate reality where he marries his high school sweetheart and he he's kind of a loser in it and he wants to go back to being a high-powered guy, but he learns the value of of family and then loses it all at the end. It's almost the reverse. It's a wonderful life where yeah. he's removed out of the situation at the end and realizes how much his life would have been enriched if he had lived the alternate reality. So I love the family, man. That'll be my fourth pick. All right. Um, we got die. Did we, I thought we missed one of yours. So for you, you had die hard, a wonderful life. Trading places. Trading places. Yeah. So we're up to five for you. Now we got Home Alone yeah. and The Family Man. Okay. Yes. Thank Sorry. you. Thank you. I no, miscounted. That was the problem. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't screwing that up. Um, okay. So I got my final two movies. And this this isn't easy. Uh, this, this is never easy. Uh, I have quite a few picks. Um, and I don't know if my next one actually class, uh, qualifies as a movie um <laughs> but i'm gonna go with it it's my favorite thing to watch right now as far as like a new thing besides the grinch which i just got done saying uh it's called a very murray christmas it's on netflix and the it's bill murray special the bill murray special <laughs> and i i love it i love because i am a huge huge bill murray fan and the i think the thing about this is just the, the way that he acts, the way that everything kind of goes, it's, you know, it is kind of this, like, a little bit callback to Scrooged, which I could have easily put in this, you know, same selection as well. But I, I just wanted to go with something that right now I can, I just can't get enough of watching. You know, it's the, the whole thing of him being trapped uh, in due to a snowstorm in New York. He was supposed to do like a live special, but now... The snowstorm caused them to not do the special. And he, you know, there's just, it's basically like this kind of the old school holiday music special where the host would go around and have celebrities come in and sing Christmas songs with them and do the whole thing. They just found a very natural way to do it. And uh, I mean, there's cameos by George Clooney and all sorts of people in this Rashida Jones. I, I love it. Um, so uh, it's it's my, my like I said, my favorite thing. And I'm going to go with one more. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So you say, I'll allow it. You'll allow thought, it, even though it's not I thought a movie. you were going to try to slide Hawkeye in there. And yeah, I was going to fight. Like, I, I was going to be like, no, but that I'll let I'll let the Bill Murray special. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I appreciate it. And uh, for my very last selection, uh, this one actually is for a friend of mine. Uh, it's Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. Uh, <laughs> It's a terrible movie. I'm not going to act like it's a it's good ridiculous. movie. But it's uh like it became a tradition for us. My friend Josh used to have us over at his house for Christmas parties over the last like, you know, 5 6 years and every single time we go over there, he plays this movie and it just like it it went from being like, yeah, I've seen that to, you know, again, we talked about it at the opening of the show. Like, it's like part of my Christmas tradition list now. Yeah. Like, I have to watch it, you know? It's, uh, and and again, I, I don't know. I find myself relating so strongly to these stories about dads doing anything for their kids. It's the Christmas trope 
that will get me any time because I've been doing that now for 10 years. And honestly, after a while, you, you start to appreciate how ridiculous, uh, you know, how much people will do for, for their kids or like even my brother, I told him about a toy for my daughter. And next thing I know, he comes back the next day with this entire story of how they were sold out and he had to drive to surprise and do all this stuff. And like, I don't know, even I don't go through that anymore, but it was, it was heartwarming to hear that someone was doing it for my kid. Let's be honest. Arnold Schwarzenegger would have kicked Sinbad's ass to get that toy. Right. (laughs) <laughs> there is there is no doubting that at all. I mean, that's the biggest, that's the most glaring issue with that movie is that he would have just smashed his face in until he took the toy and then kicked him one more time. And Sinbad wasn't doing anything about it. Uh, yeah. But let's let's go. You got one last pick. Okay. So first off, the list I'm looking at considers Rent a holiday movie, <laughs> which is dark. Dark. <laughs> Garbage that, garbage that. No, no way. Rent, come on. What are you right. doing to us right. here? The, the musical all about AIDS is a is a holiday movie on it's this a, list. It's a but that's not where holiday we're movie. Yeah. And, and before I before I get to my final pick, have you seen Eight Bit Christmas yet? Yes. Oh, uh, yes. Fantastic. Not what not top movie. six for me, but no. a fun movie if you haven't watched it and you grew up in the eighties. Uh, with Neil Completely Patrick Harris, go agree. check it out Completely on HBO agree. Max. But I'm debating between two here. Okay. Your aforementioned Scrooge, Scrooge, and Just Friends. Two very weirdly to include on here. Yeah. I think I'm gonna have to go Scrooge because I love I love Bill Murray. So give me give me Scrooge, but know that Just Friends was in the running. You know the one thing about Scrooge that I absolutely love is how well it stands up. Like at the yeah. time, some of the stuff that they were talking about, I don't think was, I guess, I guess you could say we it wasn't as widely thought of. Like at the time, we didn't think of somebody controlling a television network as being some sort of evil CEO or yeah. something like he was, right? But man, it was a it was an interesting way to go that now kind of <laughs> like I don't know, it's none of that's that surprising to any of us anymore. And seeing someone yeah. that's all powerful like this that just becomes disconnected with their family and their friends because of how powerful they are is a pretty timeless, you know, tale. I thought that that modern day, you know, telling of that movie is probably the best, maybe next to Muppets Christmas Carol, but those two up there are fantastic tellings of that, of that story. And I'm a sucker for Bill Murray. So I'll I'll, I'll wrap that up. So I I kicked your ass in this is what I I, I don't know. I mean, Christmas Story, Elf, National Lampoon's Vacation. I mean, uh, I, I believe the folks over at TNT yeah. would argue with you about that when it comes to my list. But we'll Die see Hard, It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, come yeah. on. like I love Die Hard as a Christmas movie, but I think that's where you went wrong. You started off with that. And I know these people, these contentious people on Twitter, they are going to argue with you out of the gate. And I know you're going to argue that's back. The point. I'm going to let you deal well, with that. I'm just going to sit there and take the votes. Well, and uh, Look, I'm... You're a mayor. I'm a VP of content, right? And I go, what's going to cause the discussion? I don't need to win the election. I need to start the controversy, right? I don't don't even even want there to be a conversation. Unless the conversation (laughs) is, uh, how much do you think Derek will win by? But Not a lot. We'll see what happens when (laughs) you put the vote in there. Espo, you are the man. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. We thank you guys so much for watching. Of course, you can follow us all on Twitter. 
I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Espo is at Leah Morell on Twitter. And of course, the show is at <laughs> PHNX underscore D-backs. No, he is at Espo. I believe it's, it's Merrill, by Espo. the way. Yeah, Merrill. Did I say Morell? <laughs> I am terrible at, Nick, at names, so you'll find that out <laughs> soon enough. But uh, of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. And that is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, if you haven't subscribed already, please go to gophnx.com. Give yourself a holiday present and subscribe to our website and also use our code of PHNX over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on your uh, favorite audio podcasting app. Leave us a five-star review. Of course, I am not a five-star man, but Espo is definitely a five-star man. So leave us a review for that uh, and go over to YouTube. Subscribe to us there. Sign up for notifications so you don't miss any of our content. Uh, and you know what? Interact with us. Come, come to the shows, comment, talk with us. We love talking with you guys and we appreciate uh, all of your support and all of your interactions. Um, again, we thank you so much. We hope that you're having a ho happy holiday season. And on behalf of Espo, uh, Leah, and myself, uh, we thank you guys so much for tuning in. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you vote for me.